Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commonweal Theater Podcast. I'm Josiah Laubenstein. Today, we've got a great interview with Rachel Coonley. She's the director of the show Dancing Lessons. We talk about this show. We talk about what inspires her to want to direct a specific show, how she's a visual director, how to get two actors with different methods to work together, all that good stuff. Then we talk a little bit about what it's like to work with your spouse. Rachel and I are married. She directs me in plays. It can be a lot of fun and, well, you know, other stuff. All that and more coming up. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for the Commonwealth Theater podcast. We've been gone for a little hiatus here uh, during the pandemic and a variety of other things, but we're back now. And we're going to talk about a show that we've just brought back from uh, a break, Dancing Lessons. And here to talk with me about Dancing Lessons and uh, a few other things is the director, Rachel Coonley. Rachel, how you doing? Hi, Josiah. I'm great. Thanks. Well, thanks so much for joining me here. So we're just going to dive right in. I have a couple of questions here about directing for you. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of see where the conversation goes from there. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right. So uh, when you are reading scripts, and I know you read uh, scripts occasionally, what... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What... Oh, boy. We're going to cut that. No, it's funny. Uh, What what stands out to you when you read a script that makes you say, I want to direct that? Um... Great question. Um, I always take it as a sign that um, I should consider a script or, or, you know, when I read the script and uh, there is a striking visual that stays with me. Um, So when I'm reading a play, if there is a moment where I just see a very clear image of something, then I then I really know that something has started for me. Sometimes it's a show that I will direct imminently, you know, like maybe I've been assigned a show and I hadn't read it yet, but I always get that confidence boost when it's like, oh, well, here's my visual, you know? Like in the case with Dancing Lessons, it was the show, we were in our season selection process when I kind of read that play for the first time. Um, so it really just became a hope that I would one day get to direct it. But that first time reading Dancing Lessons, I had just like a striking uh, visual. And I was like, that's when I knew, oh, this is special. Can I ask, what what was the visual? It's kind of funny because it's actually not in the show. <laughs> um, but it was the actor of Senga on the phone with her leg um, in a brace propped up. Uh and another image, which wasn't isn't in the show, <laughs> is Senga um, doing trunky while with her leg in the brace while standing on a couch, which for very <laughs> practical reasons we couldn't stage safely, and also doesn't even make sense why Senga, with the type of injur- injury that she has, would stand on a couch. Um, but the point is, I had those images, and then of course the the image of the dancing at the end. Yeah. Uh, which really, 
at the same time, it was really our lighting designer, Paul Epton, who brought that moment to life for me. From reading the stage directions, I was just so taken with uh, what the playwright, um, Mark St. Germain, intends for that moment, that upon the first read, I was just, that was what, you know, cinched it for me. Yeah. So I had those two kind of clear images um, with Sangha, because uh, I, I think that I love the character. I love the character Sangha. I feel drawn to her. Um, and then that final image at the end is, it's a director's dream to get stage directions like that and to get that kind of a magical moment. I know from being in shows that you have directed that you're a very, um, you're very blocking driven director, that that's uh, one of your strengths and that's really how you communicate both with the actors and then ultimately with the audience is through the, the strength of your blocking. And that kind of seems to connect to you reading these plays and coming up with these visuals, these kind of really important moments that can be expressed visually. Can you just speak a little bit more about that and being a director and kind of uh, using that, using uh, the visual medium? Sure, yeah, I am definitely, I do consider myself a visual, a visual person, but um, a visual director uh, and a very technical director in terms of like, I'm more likely to give notes about actors' bodies being in, you know, a certain, diagonal to each other or a certain physical relationship to each other or um, I often give notes about an actor turning away at a very specific moment so I can be very technical those are far more likely the notes that I tend to give than like big cerebral notes um, once you know final tech week is when I'll kind of give the big overarching maybe heady notes but that's not where I feel the most comfortable so yeah, uh, I like to think of myself as very technical. And it, I feel like it works for me well, and I've had some um, strong uh, influences. I've worked with some directors who um, I was drawn to their shows and their aesthetic because of the striking visuals. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've had the benefit of working with some directors who do that really well. And then I like to think that I've kind of internalized that. And I have definitely said before that I think the best thing I do as a director is blocking. But I'm going to knock on wood because, you know, as soon as you say, this is my strength, then someone's going to look at the show and be like, what? That's what she thinks she does really well? Um, but, yeah. It's very important to remember where the audience is at when they see a show and most most audiences will experience it only once. Do you mean physically or do you mean emotionally? When you say where the audience is at. I mean experientially, which is, is both. But experientially, you know, um, it's always really important uh, to keep in mind that the audience hasn't read the script most of the time. Um, that the first... 10 minutes of any play, the audience is going to feel super awkward and disheveled and um, disoriented because that's, because that's the time that we need to transition from, you know, being in our own world to committing to um, receiving a story. And I think keeping a focus on the visual and um, what the audience will get to experience, what they'll experience, uh, helps me 
um, and keeps me from getting bogged down in creating a play that's my own imagination, you know? Um, definitely how I start a process is like reading a play over and over and over and over so that I can really kind of in intuit about it. Um, and so I get very, very familiar with the play, but then during rehearsals, I always try to advocate, advocate for the audience um, and not get too trapped in my um, imagination. And I say that I'm not a cerebral director, but like my background is definitely, um, I was an English minor and I'm definitely can go off on long tangential, you know, conversations about like, uh, <laughs> just an academic literary approach to scripts. So I think to balance that, um, I definitely like to focus on what I'm seeing. Uh, do you ever find yourself getting too far one way? And if, if so, how do you sort of pull yourself back? Do you Is that something you just kind of wake up and realize, I've gone too far? Or do you have people that kind of can help, like help you and say, hey, you need to pull it back a little bit. We're getting a little, <laughs> a little out of that neck of the woods or something like that. Um, well, definitely, just to speak to the process for dancing lessons, um, my designers were a great help. Um, there were a couple instances in first and second tech week where uh, I was able to say, hey, group, this feels strange to me. Thoughts. Like, what, <laughs> what are your thoughts? What's missing? Because I, I definitely can't see it. Um, and uh, I was very fortunate to have such a great design team that, um, you know, we were able to talk about it and then some really great stuff came out from that. And then of course also the actors collaborating with the actors is uh, so, so much of working with the actors is what keeps you grounded. And especially when you have actors who, who think differently than you do either. I mean, you're always on, we're all on the same team, but of course the actors, uh, have a different uh, perspective and the director has a different perspective. And I know specifically like in this process, Josiah, you were somebody who uh, your approach to ever um, was definitely a character-based approach. Um, and then what I was looking for was much more big picture, this is what the play needs. Um, and that was something where I think ultimately we navigated it really well, but that was a really good tension. So that if I ever was getting too broad or general, you with ever, you were working very hard to make ever very honest and specific. Um, Lizzie also, now of course you and Lizzie worked in very different ways as well. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing this up because I wanted to ask you about that. You said a couple of times throughout the process that uh, Lizzie and Mai's approaches to our characters were very, very different. Yep. That I kind of came in uh, and started very small and worked to grow, and Lizzie came in very big and kind of worked to sort of pare things down. Oh, yeah. Um, how is it for you as a director working with two actors who approach things very differently, and how do you sort of get them in the same world. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what is the, what's the kind of theater adage? You either build it from the roof down uh, yeah. or you, so like if you think of building a character as building a house, 
Um, you can build from the roof down, which is kind of a, an approach to a character where you you start with the big choices. You know, you go for it with big choices, or you build from the foundation up, and it takes a long time to see the results. You know, it takes a long time to kind of see the choices. Um, so those are both totally valid ways to work. Um, Lizzie was definitely, um, and this, you know, I'd, I'd acted with Lizzie before, but it wasn't really until directing her that I just feel like I learned a lot about her. That's one of the things I really like about directing too, is you just get to learn new things about folks, you know, um, and boy, did Lizzie just go for it. And as a director, it was very fun for me because she, I could collaborate with her immediately. Like, she would make these big choices that then, oh, got me excited and thinking of like, well, if that's true, then what about this? Or, you know, there were certain things that's like, what if, you know, a different big choice? And we, we were kind of able to experiment and play in that way. Um, so like, I had a lot of notes for Lizzie early on where it was just like, wow, I'm seeing all these things and they're making me think of all these things. And then with you, Josiah, it was so much more, you were doing that foundational work, which is just on a different timeline. And then the result was kind of, I learned a little bit more each rehearsal about wherever was headed, but it was not always, I didn't collab, get to collaborate with you right out of the gate like I did with Lizzie. Instead, our collaboration came uh, more midpoint of the rehearsal to later end of the mm -hmm. rehearsal. And again, there's not, one isn't better than the other. Working with the two of you on a two-hander where you both are like in completely opposite different <laughs> modes I just don't know that I had quite had that experience before working on this show. And so it did create a little bit of an, like, with Lizzie, when we'd, you know, when we got to the point where we were doing runs, I would just have a good amount of notes where it's like, Lizzie, try this, like, try this. And they would be more technical, because then again, I'm a technical actor. So when you have an actor who's making big vocal and physical choices, well, then as a technical director, that kind of... Um, then I'm going to give like a lot of technical notes. Whereas your approach really forced me to be more cerebral. <laughs> it kind of forced me to be more, what do you think about this? Because you just weren't in a position where the technical notes were going to fit into your process. Mm -hmm. That was going to come and it, and it did come later. Like we got there later. And I've worked with you before. Uh, I've directed you before, and you have you don't you you don't approach every show that way. That's I think a little bit of why I was like, oh, he really is being foundational here. Like he's Josiah is really taking his time with this. Like even when we worked with Hal on on Stones in His Pockets, the two of you, um, your approach to Charlie was a lot more uh, just bigger choices right out of the gate you and that character also just kind of synced up pretty quickly. Um, whereas with Ever, I know you definitely, you just went into the process um, knowing what kind of care you needed, and you were very protective of that. And it was something <laughs> that I wasn't expecting, because again, I'd worked with you and hadn't quite seen this. But uh, 
I, I hope I left, I was able to respect it because I'm very happy where it got you. <laughs> yes, I do just want a, a quick sort of uh, a side note for those uh, people who are listening who don't know, Rachel and I are married. <laughs> and We've also, we have worked together a lot. I've directed you, I think, seven or eight times. Yeah, uh, yes. We've, we've been in a bunch of shows together, and you've directed me in at least five or six, yeah, seven or eight maybe, and I have directed you once. Uh, <laughs> and all of those experiences have been have been very informative. And different. Yes, and very different. So I actually kind of wanted to talk about that. I'm kind of glad it, it got brought up sort of naturally. But uh, yeah, what's it like directing your spouse? Because that's a very unique situation that not a lot of people get to be and we do have Hal and Adrian here who I think have directed each other uh, and probably could speak to it as well but it just isn't always like it for those of us for those listeners uh, in the theater world often you go away and you do a job and you don't know the people beforehand and you make relationships but you don't necessarily always get to work with the people that you yeah. choose really the fact that we have a resident ensemble and we work with the same people on stage over and over it's pretty unique it is pretty different yeah yeah so yeah let's talk a little bit about that let's see how honest we get to be <laughs> about yeah what's it like uh either acting for or directing your spouse in this kind of way um, well, let me just say right out of the gate that <laughs> overall I love it because you are very talented and well, a strong performer. Well, thank um, you. We also have a similar background and, um... We both went to the same graduate school and got the same MFA in acting. Yep. Under we, the same professors. We also went to the same undergrad, embarrassingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we've known each other a very long time. Um... But because of that, I think we have a we have similar tastes. I mm-hmm. think we um, work in similar ways, by and large, actually. Um, and we kind of do fall into a bit of a shorthand. And overall, I think uh, when we work together, it's quite successful. Yeah. So um, I really enjoy working with you. I think where things kind of get hard, and you can kind of speak to this, is it's just that separation of um, personal and uh, <laughs> professional, where because we know each other so well, uh, we can read each other's cues really well, uh, and sometimes when you can do that, then it's more difficult to not take things personally. <laughs> um, Yes. Uh, well, I'll say the one of the my favorite things about working with you as a director is I trust you. I trust your vision, and I think that's uh, just something that I've I've really come to enjoy about you as a director. I just trust where that eventually where we're going to get to is going to be a show that I'm proud of, and I really like that. But yes, uh, tagging into what you said, I can't hide anything from you. So would you give me a note that I don't like? Other directors, I can hide that from, and they'll, you know, I'll, I'll just say, okay, you know, and I'll just take the note, and maybe they won't know that I didn't like the note so much. But with you... Uh... There's this whole silent <laughs> conversation between the two of us, where I'll give a note, and I can tell from how he receives it that he doesn't like it, and he doesn't like it for A, B, C, and D reason. 
And so then I'll keep talking because I'll, I'll like feel like I can read your mind. And I'm like, because you see Josiah. Yes. <laughs> and you want to tell me why it's a good note. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's happened a few times. Yeah. Uh, that's happened a few times. Uh, but like I said, I think my favorite thing about it is that even when we have these sort of bumps and along the road is that we end up uh, at a good place at the end of a process. And that's one of the things I've enjoyed the most about working with you. <laughs> I will say, us working together, Josiah and I, we've worked not just like on shows together, but we have worked for the same company now since 2017. Um, first uh, together at Festival Theater and then here since uh, the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. So, what well, that's four years now that we have been work. We've we've had the same workplace, mm-hmm. uh, and there are things that are wonderful about that, and then there are definite <laughs> challenges about that. Um, this is like the fifth time we have scheduled this podcast recording <laughs> session. Um, it was. It's just kept being. It felt like an impossible task. And I said, I was saying to myself this morning, we somehow made a baby together, but we can't record a podcast together. <laughs> it can be really difficult to work together. And I do think a lot of it really is uh, just the closer you are to someone, the harder it is to not just take things personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think in terms of uh, maybe some good tips that we or some good lessons that we've learned uh definitely like that that break taking a a a little break in between uh you were very good in rehearsal about knowing when we needed to take a 10. let's say rivka was also really good at that our stage manager we can uh, we can yeah credit rivka with that yeah but just you know putting a little air in the room and taking some space was always really nice and then you kind of come back and you're like okay i see it this way sometimes something else you were good at i think there were a couple of things that i uh ideas i had brought into the rehearsal process that i just wanted to try even if they weren't going to work i just needed to see them fail uh, before I could accept fully another idea. And I think that's something that having a good balance and a good awareness of that as a director or as an actor, um, but I think you as a director, having an awareness of like, we just need to try it and then we can move on from it because I just need to watch it not work. <laughs> if it's not going to work, I just need to watch it not work. And I think you have a similar approach as a director to that. And there were a couple of moments that I remember very distinctly of things that didn't make it into the show, but I just needed them to happen. Mm-hmm. And then some that did make it into the show where it worked out well, that I just needed to happen, and then we did it. Yep. Um. I love failure in the rehearsal room. <laughs> I do. I, it's so such an essential part. Um, and we, need, we all need to feel safe to fail in the rehearsal room. I really, if there's one thing I hope as a director that I could instill as like a vibe for the room. It's that let's let's make some mistakes and try things and fail because I think that kind of risk taking and being comfortable with risk taking is so essential for uh for theater that's exciting and um yeah. Yeah. Makes people excited. So I imagine it's probably the hardest part of any job, but definitely the hardest part of being an actor, I would say, is failing. 
is knowing that you're going to go in with all these great ideas. And <laughs> I don't know, I've never done quite like a real breakdown of percentage of how many things stay and how many things go that you come in with, but probably like you lose all but 25% of what you started out with and you grow new things or the director gives you new things or your fellow actors give you new things. But just kind of letting that letting go of -hmm. those things that you brought into the rehearsal room. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, well, uh, I do want to just kind of close on just kind of reminding the audiences that we've got dancing lessons playing through the end of August. Mm -hmm. And you should definitely come and see it. Yep, we close uh, Sunday, August 29th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a beautiful little love story, uh, an unexpected romance uh, between a Broadway dancer who has broken her leg and a man uh, who has uh, is on the autism spectrum. So it's a beautiful little, uh, beautiful little play. So it if you have time, it is a beautiful little play. Um, Josiah is in. Is <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, Josiah and uh, Lizzie are both just fantastic in it. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so yes, and thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us on this. Uh, we really appreciate you. Thanks, Rachel, for coming. Thanks, Josiah. To buy tickets to any Commonweal Theater show, head to commonwealtheater.org. Once again, that's commonwealtheater.org. There you can buy tickets, you can check out our blog, you can see some of the new videos we've put out. We also have a four-show season pass deal. This is very new. A four-show season pass deal where you can see our remaining four shows for only $99. This is a great deal. Some of those shows, Dancing Lessons is back. Complete Works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised is playing. It's a very funny play. There is just a lot coming up, so you should definitely check out that deal. Once again, our website is commonwealtheater.org. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Josiah Laubenstein. We look forward to seeing you back here at the theater. Thank you.